Welcome to Your Career with Todd Burma. I'm your host and resident career expert. We are coming to you live from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas on Lone Star Community Radio FM 104.5, 106.1 and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Each week, we discuss key topics to empower you to succeed and further your career. And for those of you looking for a new job, to help you land that ideal job. And uh, for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Todd Bermont, and I'm the author of 10 Insider Secrets to Winning Job Search. I'm also the creator of the Careers College, and I'm also director of sales and marketing for Evolve Holdings. So uh, we're a few different hats. And uh, Evolve Holdings, for those of you that don't know, uh, we design and build data centers and also help maintain existing data centers and ensure that your data stays up and running when you need it. So today we are going to talk about all sorts of exciting, fun news, reports, studies, all related to the jobs front. And, and I'm just totally pumped up today because uh, I attended a wonderful conference locally uh, at the Woodlands. It was an economic outlook conference for the, uh, for the Woodlands area. And just a who's who of speakers, including uh, Ted Cruz's wife, Heidi Cruz. Um, she has a uh, role as managing director, I believe it is, for Goldman Sachs. And it was really fascinating uh, listening to her perspective on uh, how the economy is going to progress moving forward. And, and we also had a local congressman uh, that spoke and, and uh, even the, the state comptroller of Texas spoke today. And uh, what, what was really exciting about that was everybody had positive news about jobs, growth, and economic growth in Texas. And, and I want to share a little bit uh, in today's program about some of the economic numbers that I learned um, at this conference today because it was absolutely fascinating. But before I do that, as those of you that know, I uh, every week we go through the weekly unemployment report, give you kind of a status update of uh, kind of a pulse on where the economy is at. And a couple of weeks ago, you'll remember we had a really ugly jobs report where um, the reported number was around 250,000 jobs lost, but the real number was over 400,000 jobs lost in one week of folks filing for uh, unemployment claims. Well, I am Really uh, happy to report that that number is very much improved this month. Uh, in fact, uh, that number has decreased uh, down to 286,000 jobs lost this month. So um, anytime we're under 300,000 claims on, you know, weekly jobless claims, uh, you know, first time filers for unemployment, anytime we're under that 300,000 mark, that is, is good news. So, uh, so now let's talk about the Economic Outlook Conference at the Woodlands today, because as I mentioned, it was just a tremendous amount of uh, really exciting and, and fascinating news that, that, that came out of that conference today. And, uh, you know, I'm curious, Mr. Producer, uh, if I were to tell you that the state of Texas was ranked not only compared to the rest of the country. But if you were to look at the economy for the state of Texas, how do you think that would rank against other nations across the globe? 
Uh, I think it would rank pretty high. Any guesses? Uh, as in, like, what's the number one? And then, what, yeah, like, what, what like rank the, do I think it is on the world? Yeah, like, like if, oh, I would if, say, if Texas were its own country, like the GDP of Texas. Yeah, the, uh, exactly. The GDP of Texas. If Texas I would say, was its I, own country, I would almost say top ten. You are you are spot I would on. Almost, see, yeah. Texas, believe it or not, is is the tenth largest economy in the world. And and what blew my mind at this conference today was think of, there's there's a country that's been in the news quite a bit lately uh, accused of impacting our elections and um remember what country that might be Oh Russia Yeah believe it or not the Texas economy and this totally shocked me the the Texas economy is larger than Russia's economy That 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 statistic just absolutely blew me away. It's larger than the economy in Australia. Uh, just, it's mind-boggling when when you think about it. And the Houston region uh, is ranked fifteenth. Like like if you were to look at all the states in the United States, if Houston were a state, we would be fifteenth highest. GDP in the United States, if just Houston alone was the state. So you can imagine the power of Texas as a whole mm-hmm. uh, in the United States. And, and it's also interesting, any idea since the Great Recession, how many jobs have been created in Texas? As in like a balanced question, like how many jobs are lost and created? or just Yeah, I mean, o- overall, since... Uh, the uh, 2009 uh, depression, or not recession. depression, recession. recession. It felt like a depression. Uh, um, well, I don't know if that's fair to compare it to. No, not, yeah, well, I wasn't alive during the Great Depression. So, so um, But uh, 2009 uh, was scary. I don't really know. I mean, that's kind of a hard thing to gauge. I would say creation-wise, mm-hmm. I would say at least, oof. I would say more than a million. Over 2 million yeah. jobs. Over two million jobs in Texas have been created just in the last few years. So Texas has had the number one growth for job creation in the country. So uh, it's just this is a great place to be, folks. When it comes to looking for jobs, Texas is a place to be. And and it's interesting, you know, because a lot of people think with the whole oil and gas um, debacle over the last few years, and and Texas did lose some some jobs in that sector. Uh, however, um, we still net over the past uh, 20 months or so have gained over 200,000 jobs, even with. So like in the oil and gas sector, over 100,000 jobs were lost in that particular sector. But even with losing those jobs in that particular sector, uh, we have uh, gained as a state over 200,000 jobs in the last year or so. So I. Uh, I want to share with you a lot more uh, really fun statistics and exciting information from this Economic Outlook Conference today, but we're going to go to a brief break. So uh, so with that, you are currently listening to Your Career on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, and globally, IRLoneStar.com. Got a question or topic you'd like covered? Check us out on Facebook, Your Career, Todd Vermont. Stay tuned for more fun information.
Did you know your favorite show on Lone Star Community Radio are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, you name it, they're on it. Check out where they are online on IRLoneStar.com shows and see which of your favorite hosts are online. Make sure to follow them and see what is in store for the next broadcast. Follow Lone Star Community Radio on Twitter at IRLoneStar or Facebook with Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. Welcome back to your career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. And each week we share valuable insights you can use to further your career and land the ideal job. And uh, prior to the break, we were talking about some of the really fascinating statistics that, that came out of this Economic Outlook Conference that was hosted just this morning at, at the Woodlands. And uh, in fact, it ended uh, just prior to me coming to the radio program here. And uh, a shout out to the folks in the Woodlands. Uh, you, you did an incredible job with, with that conference today. And uh, I want to share with you some, some information about the high growth sectors um, with, within the Woodlands area here. And it was interesting. They said that the top three industries for jobs in, in this area for, for 2017, uh, the outlook for the top three is healthcare, education, and retail. That's uh, healthcare, education, and retail are going to be the top three growth sectors for jobs. So, so those of you that are looking for jobs, uh, these are some great verticals to consider. And just because your major or your background isn't necessarily in one of these fields doesn't mean that you can't get a job in one of these fields. Because think about it. One of the things that was, that was really interesting and uh, for those of you that have driven up and down uh, Interstate 45, you'll notice that there's a bunch of hospitals and outpatient facilities that are going up in the area. And, and some of them are opening as soon as uh, April uh, of this year. That was one of the things they talked about in the conference. And each one of these facilities is going to be creating like 500 jobs for the area. So it's just a a phenomenal opportunity. Now, you know, so you think about a hospital that that's that's going up in the area. Well, yeah, you might not be a doctor or you might not be a nurse, but think about it. Hospitals still need all sorts of support services. You need human resources professionals. You need accounting professionals. You need billing professionals. You need customer service professionals. Uh, a whole variety, even down to janitorial professionals, um, you name it, caf even cafeteria workers, right? So, you know, you think about all the jobs and all the support functions within a hospital. It's far more than just doctors and nurses. So, uh, you know, and even it's going to need likely electricians and mechanical folks and, and everything else. So, uh, those of you uh, that are looking for new job opportunities, you know, in the Conroe Woodlands area, uh, definitely check out some of these hospitals that are, that are popping up and they're, that are going to be opening up uh, in the months to come. Also, uh, education. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I had no idea that in the Woodlands area alone that there are uh, seven private 
schools for K through 12. I would have, I would have never guessed that. Cause you know, you think about the school district that supports the woodlands. It's one of the top districts in the state. And yet the area is robust enough to where it can support seven private K through 12 institutions as well. So, so education is, is a big driver in this area. And then you also have uh, a tremendous campus uh, just north of the woodlands. Uh, you, you've got um, Lone Star and, and Sam Houston's state both share. It's, it's almost like a shared campus, I guess you would say. I, I think there's they're separate buildings out there, but, but uh, just a tremendous opportunity to learn uh, at these educational institutions. And then, you know, if you have a skill or a talent that you can teach, you might be able to get an opportunity to become an adjunct instructor uh, at one of these facilities. A lot of times they're looking for new courses to teach and, and new ideas. And uh, just because a, a course doesn't currently exist in their catalog doesn't mean that one can't be created with the, with the right business case. So those are some of the top uh, areas within the woodlands as far as uh, jobs growth. Now for actual Existing jobs, the energy sector um, was was by far still the number one jobs driver uh, within the woodlands uh, economic area, if you will, and uh, and they and what was good to hear was uh, basically every speaker that spoke at the conference today. Boy, that was a mouthful. Every speaker that spoke today at the conference, they all um, talked about that they expected the price of oil to go up somewhat, not hugely, uh, but that they were expecting the price of oil to, um, go up somewhere in the, between, uh, right now, I believe it closed today around 5280, somewhere around there. And, uh, you know, they were saying that from the low fifties to as high as $60, uh, that that range was what they were expecting for the price of oil. So anytime we can stay up uh, above 50, that's when jobs start coming back and, and more creation, uh, in that particular sector. So, um, just a lot of, uh, really exciting news that, that came out of that economic conference today. And, um, also, uh, happening in this area very recently, Lone Star College had a, uh, ribbon cutting. Uh, they significantly expanded their, their workforce center and, uh, had, uh, last week, a nice ribbon cutting for that. And, um, for those of you that don't know, you know, it was interesting cause we had a guest on from, uh, Lone Star. Uh, I was, uh, several weeks ago. Well, actually it was one of the first shows, I guess it was in the fall. And, um, one of the things that amazed me was, you know, I always figured that if it was a college workforce center that you could only use it if you, um, went to the college, but it's, but it's actually open to the entire community. And, they have such tremendous resources there, folks that can help you out with your resumes, folks that can help you out with uh, how to go about the job search process and, and how to, they even have assessment tools that you can use that um, can help you decipher what type of job uh, you might want to do if you're not quite sure, you know, your ideal job. So, uh, so definitely those of you that are in the job search process, check out that workforce center uh, at Lone Star College.
college. Now, um, I want to talk about some other uh, economic drivers in the news. And uh, just, I tell you, you know, I, I said at the beginning of the year that I felt like 2017 was going to be a, just a year for tremendous momentum. And uh, th this year is off to a flying start. And um, there was a couple of things in the news uh, over the past week that, that really, you know, I'd like to take note of. And that is uh, President Trump has taken some executive action to uh, restart the Keystone and Dakota pipelines. And that is going to significantly impact in a very positive way our region. Because that pipeline is going to go all the way from Canada and wind up right here in, in this listening area. So... Uh, that's just going to be a tremendous economic driver for us. Jobs related to creating the pipeline. And once the pipelines are created, you have to be able to monitor the pipelines and, and ensure a smooth flow of product from Canada down to Texas. Uh, this is going to be a tremendous economic driver for this area. So I am just so thrilled. Um, you know, and I never understood why, um, you know, I'm going to get on my soapbox here and probably get into trouble, but you, you, you have, uh, you know, wouldn't be a show without a little bit of controversy, right? So, you know, you have these environmentalists that, um, you know, are, you know, protesting a, the building of a pipeline. But, you know, a question I have for, for those folks is, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a pipeline underground or would you rather have, train cars rattling on, on tracks, you know, that could crash into, uh, some, some driver that wanted to try to beat the train, uh, you know, just not that long ago up in Canada, an entire town was wiped out when, uh, one of those trains carrying, you know, all sorts of oil derailed, caught on fire and it, it literally burnt down the entire blew up the whole, the whole town. It leveled the entire town. So when it comes to a safety standpoint, uh, pipelines, folks, are much safer uh, than railroads carrying uh, the oil. So I am absolutely thrilled that, that these pipelines are going to be built because it's going to create thousands of jobs and, and just be a tremendous economic driver for this region. And uh, Texas is going to continue to lead the nation uh, in fact, that was another thing that, that came out of the conference today um, that was really interesting as well. Almost 50% of all operating oil rigs in the entire country are in Texas. And uh, that, that really, well, I, I guess I wasn't totally surprised by that. But then, you know, when we think of it, you know, we're just one state, right? Yet 50% yet of all the operating rigs in the entire nation are, are right here in Texas. So that, and one of the reasons for that is they were discussing how Texas is the cheapest place to produce, you know, from the fracking and everything else that, that it is cheaper to, to get the oil out of the ground in Texas than anywhere else in the nation. So you combine that with these pipelines uh, being built and uh, that, that's just going to be a tremendous economic driver. So uh, before we go to the break, I want to I want to talk about um, 
you know, today we're going to talk about a couple of articles on uh, CNBC's website, Studies by Glassdoor. And uh, I want to share with you uh, one study by Glassdoor, and then we'll circle back to a second one. And both of these were on the um, CNBC website. And first of all, they did a study of the top jobs that you can earn over $100,000 salary in 2017. And uh, these jobs were program manager, brand manager, global supply manager. And then uh, you had, you know, and, and this, this was a job that I really wasn't really aware of. Uh, you, well, they, they call it two different things, a user experience manager and a uh, interaction designer. You know, I'm thinking interaction designer and user experience manager. So these are jobs where the sole purpose of it, I, I guess, is to make software more user friendly and, and to make it easier to use and to, you know, to make the apps easier to use. And because uh, software is only as good as how easy it is to use and whether or not people use it. So uh, so it was interesting. Um, you know, they had this description UX manager short for user experience manager. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a while, but that, that was a job title I wasn't quite aware of before. And that was, that was one of the top job titles for, for this year. Um, product manager is, uh, another one of the top jobs that you can earn over a hundred thousand, a senior analyst. Uh, and then this one, uh, I, they said that Facebook is going to be hiring thousands of these, I guess data scientists. So, uh, yeah, I need to learn more about what exactly a data scientist is. I, you know, I, I assume it has to do with the mining of data and, and figuring out how to show, you know, it's interesting on Facebook when you clip on, uh, click on an article that somebody recommends it all of a sudden suggests a whole bunch of other related articles that, that you should look at. And so I suspect that a uh, data scientist might have something uh, to do with that. Uh, and then research scientist, also on the software sector. And then uh, an engagement manager in the consulting sector. So those were the top jobs for the upcoming year to where you could earn over $100,000. So uh, interesting stuff. So I suggest you take a look at that. Uh, it was on the CNBC website today. And uh, it was the top 10 jobs where you can earn over $100,000 in 2017. So when we come back from the break, we're going to do our question of the week. This is going to be a new segment. And uh, so with that, you're listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, and globally on IRLoneStar.com. Got a question or topic you'd like covered, especially for our new question of the week segment? Check us out on Facebook slash your career, Todd Vermont. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. And we are looking for talk show hosts and volunteer DJs for our music shows. Are you interested in having your own talk show on Lone Star? Or have you always wanted to live out your dreams of being a music DJ? With the addition of Conroe's FM 104.5, 
and 106.1 and video aspects of our talk shows, we are needing people to grow with us. If you or someone you know might be interested, please contact us online at IRLoneStar.com slash contact us or call the station at 936-647-5747 for more information. Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. Each week on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, and globally on IRLoneStar.com, we talk about things that can further your career and little tips and secrets you can use to land the ideal job. We also sprinkle in a lot of current news as it relates to the job front and the economy as a whole. So, uh, so I'd like to uh, go in, you know, if it's okay with you, Mr. Producer, I, I thought it'd be a great idea to start a new segment for the show, spice things up a little bit. And uh, so we're going to do what I'm going to call the question of the week. And um, what kind of stimulated my thought process for doing this, uh, a lot of you might not know, one of the things that I also do is uh, uh, I'm an online adjunct instructor for a class on uh, uh, through community colleges across the country called 12 Steps to a Successful Job Search. And um, it was interesting because uh, this month, there's three students that asked the exact same question. Now, um, these were all over 50 professionals. And, uh, you know, as, as the population starts to age and you have multiple generations you know, that are alive, this is becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, I had three students ask, you know, to where they said, I'm just getting back into the workforce. I'm over 50, and I spent the last several years caring for a, a parent, um, you know, uh, an elderly parent who, um, you know, for whatever health issues or, or whatever it might be, um, that they spent the last several years caring uh, for that parent. And um, having cared for a uh, 94-year-old uncle who had Alzheimer's disease and, and this uh, great uncle of mine and, and great aunt, they had never had kids. And uh, so I, I was the one to uh, help manage their affairs and help look after them uh, as they got up in age and even though I had them in a wonderful assisted living facility uh, to where there were folks to help them out uh, whenever they needed it, it still was, it was a lot of time and effort to, uh, to care for them and, and manage their affairs. So uh, what I can absolutely tell you is that uh, for those of you in this audience that may be in a similar situation, caring for an elderly person, parent, or even a, a, perhaps a spouse who might have uh, had some health issues or whatever, there's nothing to apologize for on that. In fact, you should be proud of the fact uh, that, that, you, that you invested the time and love to care for that person. And uh, the question that a lot of them had was, you know, how should I treat this? How should I approach the job search? And, and what should I put on the resume when it comes to the fact that I've got this huge gap? And 
the the advice that I've always given over the years on this is to put a title on a resume like caregiver and then list underneath and put the the dates that you were that caregiver because you know whether or not you were paid a salary or not is immaterial because when you, when you care for an elderly parent that can be a full-time job it can absolutely be a full-time job and uh, and it should be treated as such because w- when you think about it when you're caring for an elderly person uh, you're having to deal with their billing issues you're having to deal with their insurance issues you're having to deal with uh, all their care uh, you're having to project manage all sorts of things it could be uh, different therapists and stuff like that so you know when when you think about all the skills you developed and employed in caring for that elderly person or person who was sick or had health issues, it was absolutely a job. So on your resume, you should treat it as such. You know, and put down that you managed the budget, that you uh, were a project manager for coordinating all their health-related activities. You know, put keywords on the resume under the description for caregiver that would be relevant to the job that you're seeking. So, uh, so that's our question of the week. So for those of you in the audience that are wondering, you know, wow, I'm over 50 now. And well, you know what, I'm going to add a second question here because, uh, you know, now I'm getting on my soapbox because, you know, you get a lot of over 50 folks and I'm over 50 myself here. And, uh, you know, people think, well, employers are going to think I'm washed up and, and uh, they don't want to hire somebody over 50. And uh, I'm here to say that's a crutch. And uh, the bottom line is employers will absolutely hire people over 50. And, you know, but, but you have to give them a compelling business case to do so. Just like if you were a millennial, you would have to do the same thing as well. But, you know, some of the things that you should do for those of you that are over 50 is make sure you stay current as far as technology and, and know how to use it and, and know how to use, uh, you know, Microsoft Office and those kinds of things. You know, be well versed on social media and stuff like that and, and make sure that you are relevant. You know, so some of you that might, you know, have an email address at AOL.com or something like that might date you a little bit. Uh, so you might want to get a new email address on gmail.com uh, to show you're a little more hip and current. You know, so, uh, you know, those are little things you can do that, uh, you know, and, and dress uh, professional but youthful. You know, make sure your clothes are uh, not of 1980s vintage but are of current vintage. And, and uh, you know, make sure your hairstyle and whatnot is, is current to the local, you know, to the current trends. Uh, but at the end of the day, employers will absolutely hire people over 50. And, you know, the key that is, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I'm over, you know, they keep telling me I'm overqualified. Well, the term overqualified, there's no such thing as being overqualified. That's just a smokescreen. Who would not want to hire somebody that has a ton of qualifications? Of course you'd want to hire that person. You know, it's, what, what that, that smoke screen is, is for the real concern. And one of the concerns might be, well, uh, you know, because you're over 50, you just want any job and uh, you're going to hop to the next job as soon as you can find one. 
you know, or maybe the concern is you might report into a younger boss and uh, they might be intimidated about that. And uh, so, you know, you'd want to convey the message that, hey, I, you know, show the respect for the person you'd be reporting to and how excited you'd be to learn their perspective and, and to the fact that it'd be an honor to work for them, you know, and show that uh, you would have no problem working for somebody that's younger than you. Uh, or they may have a concern that they can't afford you. Uh, you know, so whenever somebody comes up with the objection, well, I'm sorry, you're overqualified. It's, it's a smokescreen that is hiding what the real objection is. So the key is you have to get to the real objection. So now I'd like to go to another article and, uh, well, in fact, let's do this because, uh, there was another article on, on CNBC that talked about the 15 best jobs for 2017. So, so the last article was the 10 best over 100K. This, is, this article is the, uh, the 15 best jobs. So there's going to be a lot of overlap here, um, but there's also some, some other jobs as well. So I want to go through the uh, 15 best jobs for 2017. So those of you that are in the job search process, uh, you know where to focus your efforts. So we're going to go to a short break. And when we come back, we're going to go through this article. So with that, you're currently listening to Your Career on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, and IRLoneStar.com. <laughs> Got a question or a topic you'd like covered? Check us out on Facebook slash Your Career Todd Vermont. Stay tuned. Want to check out what it's like to be on the radio? Need credit for school? For an internship? Then contact Dick online at dick at irlonestar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, and we are here to be part of the community. Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Burma. Each week on Your Career, we're going to share with you tips, secrets, and news you can use to further your career. And those of you looking for a career transition or wanting to land a new job, we're here to help give you advice on how to do that. So uh, there was another interesting article on the CNBC website, another study by Glassdoor. And uh, Glassdoor, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, it's a great website. It's a great resource for job seekers, Glassdoor. Door, that's G-L-A-S-S door.com. And on Glassdoor, what allow, it, they post job opportunities, and then they also allow people to uh, you know, give feedback on what it's like to work for a lot of different companies out there. It's really a, a great resource. And they did another study for 2017 on the 15 best jobs. So this, but this isn't with the, uh, it doesn't have to be over hundred K in salary, although most of them are. Um, but what they looked for to come up with this list of the 15 best jobs was they looked at what the annual salary is, what the average job satisfaction rating is on their website. Cause that's one of the things that you can do as employees. You can or a former employee, you can rate your satisfaction working for a given company. And then the number of openings in that field. And then they combine all that data, crunch all that data, 
and come up with their list. So, so here are the top 15 best jobs for 2017, according to uh, Glassdoor. So number one, data scientist. Here we go again, that data scientist term. Uh, they say on average $110,000 you can make um, as a data scientist. Uh, development operations engineer w- was also at 110K. Uh, data engineer, 106K. See a trend here? Data, data, data. You know, as, as we continue to become more and more of an information-based, technology-based, service-based technology, uh, or, you know, economy, if you will, uh, the jobs are in high tech, they're in software, they're in uh, uh, mining data. Um, but also a tax manager, 110,000 on average. Analytics manager, 112,000. HR manager, 85,000. A database administrator, here we go again on the software, database administrator, $93,000 salary on average. Uh, a strategic or strategy manager, $130,000 salary. Here's that user experience again. We talked about that in one of the previous segments today. User experience manager, um, that is an average salary of $92,500 a year. And then a solutions architect, $125,000 a year. So all these software and data-related jobs, that that's really seems to be where it's, where it's at these days. Um, then you have marketing manager at 90,000. You have occupational therapist at 72,000. Uh, audit manager. So uh, here we go back to tax now. Earlier we had tax manager and now we have audit manager. And then uh, electrical engineer at 78K and nurse practitioner at 100K. So those are the top 15 jobs for 2017, according to Glassdoor. So we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to share with you a few job search tips because you're probably wondering, well, how am I going to go out and land one of these jobs, right? So um, I'm going to give you a couple of tips at the end of the program here on how you can go about prospecting and finding these job opportunities. So with that, you're currently listening to Your Career on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, and IRLoneStar.com. I know you know this already, but most of the shows on Lone Star Community Radio are available in podcast format. If you want to keep up with the latest shows, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lone Star Community Radio, and our website at IRLoneStar.com. You can even follow us on SoundCloud and Twitter to see the latest posts from Lone Star Community Radio. Can't find a show? Then just search for it on IRLoneStar.com in the search bar to the top right of every page. Or just contact us on IRLoneStar.com slash contact us with your questions, demands, sponsorships, anything. Lone Star Community Radio is your Montgomery County Community Radio Station. Welcome back to your career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Burma. Each week we talk about advice you can use to further your career and land the ideal job. So uh, we've been talking about all sorts of exciting job growth and job opportunities in this segment today. And uh, you might be getting all excited about the opportunities out there and wonder, well, how, how am I going to land one of these jobs? Where do I start? What do I do? How do I go about finding one of these jobs? So uh, 
So I'd like to ask you, Mr. Producer, um, what avenue, you know, if I were to say, you know, like, let's say uh, you were advising a friend on how to go about finding a new job. What do you think would be the number one thing they should do to get a new job? Uh, man, that's a good question. I would say play to their strengths. Okay, play their strengths, absolutely. But it, but as far as actually finding the oh, opportunities. Okay, so yeah, looking yes. for opportunities. Um, well, it all depends, too. God, the reason I say it is because so many different types of jobs have different, I would say, level of qualifications. And it's either some jobs require more networking than a, oh, I'm going to go in and write my name on a piece of paper and put all my personal info, and hopefully they give me a call. Uh, like retail jobs and things like that. I think if if you're just it, first, I need to know what the person kind of job they're looking for. Great point. Uh, Great if, point. If you're looking for just a normal, I just need an hourly wage job. I need something to do. Then uh, you just start going to places physically. You show up and then you ask for application. Uh, a lot of times that I know when I was in high school doing those like looking for jobs, I would print stuff out from the internet, fill it out. And come in and introduce myself and say, I see that you are hiring. I went ahead and filled out you know, this, and I handed it to him. Um, so wait, wait, wait a minute here. Now, you would be classified as a millennial, right? Uh, or what would you be classified? What I'm generation? I'm 30 years old, so I guess I think that's Generation X. Generation X? Okay. So not, I always thought everybody from Generation X, you did everything on a computer. Well, you can, yeah. but, uh, well, sometimes, actually, a lot of large retail companies, you can't even fill out online. You have to go to the store, and they have kiosks that are built specifically for hiring you. So uh, so you're telling me that you would actually, uh, went back when you were in high school, you would physically go to the location. I want everybody in the audience to hear that, because in today's high-tech age, 99% of the population does not do that. Yet that is an absolute great way to do it is to leverage both the internet and showing up in person. Because when you take that extra step to show up in person, you've already defeated 99% of the competition because they're going to be too lazy to do that. Well, not even that. I think uh, to answer the question, the original question, now that I have a scope of it, is for any job, probably the most important thing is the shallowest answer I can give is look good look good and placate to what they think looks good. So like you said earlier in one of your shows earlier uh, in the year, you know, if you're going for a blue collar job, don't show up in a, you know, bow tie tuxedo, show up in something that's more casual, but clean. So, that's right. you know, if don't, don't have any holes in your shirt, you know, if you do need, if you have work boots, shine them up, take all the dust off, or if you have any dung on it, just take it off. Uh, but no, I think that's probably the most important thing, especially if you do a physical appearance that's how people remember you. It's like, oh, here's a clean-cut guy coming in asking for a job, opposed to, I don't even know what these people look like, applying online. A absolutely. Great advice. And uh, and also, I want to key on the other point you had made, and that's uh, networking. Because uh, what a lot of people don't realize is over 80% of all new jobs found, even in today's high-tech age, over 80% of all new jobs found are through networking. And so at the end of the day, it's going to be so important for those of you looking for a new job, number one, to know exactly what you're looking for. Number two, have a 30 second elevator pitch. Number three, go through all the people, you know, 
and and figure out who can help you as far as introducing not necessarily hire you but introducing you to folks that might be able to help you out so uh networking is the number one way to do it then show up prospect ask for informational interviews at the end of the day you want to get in as early in the process as possible and certainly you can use the internet and there are some wonderful sites out there like indeed.com and simplyhired.com and and uh career builder and Glassdoor. there's a lot of great sites out there but in reality though every time you just send a resume through one of those online portals you got to figure competing against two three hundred people so with that get out there and network keep the faith there's a lot of good growth coming in texas so with that you are listening to your career with todd vermont thank you and have a fantastic weekend